Welcome to Sherpa's Talking Shop, brought to you by the folks at Sherpa Marketing. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Sherpa's Talking Shop podcast. I'm Stu Moffitt, and I'm in the house, as always, with my man, Mikey B. Mikey, how are we doing? Great. Another Friday, another podcast. Another Friday, another podcast, and another day where Mikey B is sneezing away in the office due to his allergies. Oh, these allergies are just just too much for me. This morning was like a record breaker, like 35 sneezes in a row or something. <laughs> I think it was. I, I was, uh, was going to say, I'll take the over on 35. I think you had more than 35. You're concerned for my health or what? No, I'm not at all. What I am concerned with is the Grow for Goals hockey team. Mikey, you're uh, helping out one of our clients, a good cause. They're having a charity hockey tournament, and it's my understanding your brother who plays professional hockey is going to be joining you. So tell me, uh, are you excited for the Brother Brown connection? Yeah, we, we don't often get to play hockey together. He's usually, like, he's been in Texas for the past year playing uh, pro. So he's way better than you is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I think it's just I, I'm older than him. Can you beat him up? For sure. Grab <laughs> if you're listening. 100% I, could, I can beat him up. Like, you've seen me. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice playing with, with the bro, playing with uh, Marty again, me and him, maybe pairing up on D, the Bash Bros. Yeah, so it's a good cause. It's called GROW. It's Goals for GROW, and it stands for Gaining Resources Our Way. It's a life skills program for young adults with social and intellectual disabilities that are working to live a more independent life. So um, gives them opportunities in the community, and from what I've read about it, it seems like an awesome cause. So I'm excited to play in the tournament, score some goals, play with my bro, play with Marty. It's a good cause for sure. I'm going to be interested to hear the recap of that hockey game because I know Marty's been wildly busy and I know he hasn't been on the ice over the last couple weeks so I don't know if he's planning on uh, you know being the fourth line bruiser or what uh, kind of role he's going to adopt but uh, I'm excited to uh, hear about it. Speaking of excited I wanted to ask you since it's uh, your one year anniversary here at Sherpa Mikey what uh, what are you excited about uh, at Sherpa are you still excited to come to work every day what uh, what's going on? Oh yeah, I, lo- I love coming to work to every, every day. I've never kind of been around so many passionate and talented people um, in the marketing realm, and that's what I went to school for. That's what my passion is, and it's it's fantastic coming here every day. So I get to work on some really cool projects. Always thinking marketing strategy, and that's uh, that's what I do in life. That's what I love. Awesome, good to hear. And obviously, the uh, most exciting project being the Sherpa's Talking Shop podcast with your man Stu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no comment. No comment. All righty. Okay. Well, let's jump into it. Getting into more of the long form topics here. Mikey, you're a, you're a, a Winnipeg cat, a guy who's loyal to the uh, Winnipeg business and anyone uh, on that small business grind. So I've been talking to a few people and one of the ideas that uh, I received to talk about on the podcast was the do's and don'ts for local businesses. So I was hoping that you could hit me with the few do's and don'ts. I have my old list that I've, I've built out, a few things to add to that. But you know, you're starting a local business. What should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? Okay, yeah, for sure. Do's. I have one big do. It's like a simple one. And for any 
small business really. Local citations, you just built your new website, you just built kind of your branding and, and everything that goes along with it and you want people to find it. So Sherpa's huge on being in the moment. You wanna appeal to people uh, what they're searching online. Being in the moment for the listeners is being found in the moment of a consumer wanting a product or service. Exactly what what they're asking or what they're what they're wondering when they're typing in a query into Google. But one thing that sometimes gets overlooked is actually local citations. So within the local market, you can actually capitalize on your niche offering or your niche kind of area because people are searching, yeah, broad topics, but they're also searching very specific topics like automotive shops near me. Like that's a very common shop yeah, or search term. So um, local citations, um, that doesn't necessarily have to do with the search term, but it's where you're found online. So like any citation, it's it's kind of referencing, it's something referencing your business online, but it's not actually linking to your business. So these are directories like Google My Business, Yelp, anything that lists your business directory. So your name, address, or phone number. And what you do when you first start out, especially within a local business, is claim all of these listings and make sure they're consistent and there's no inconsistencies with address or how your business name is written. And this is not just for branding. This is because Google knows that when your business name, address, and phone number are consistent, it knows your website is also consistent and relevant and helps boost you in those local rankings. And it knows exactly what categories and niche you should belong in and, and where to put you when people are searching, um, whatever it may be. I'm gonna add to that, once you have that citation, something like Google My Business, Google reviews. Yes. What's the, do you know the magic number? I think it's, 10 or something like that? I believe it's actually f five. It's only five. Okay, well, five. whatever it is, you get some Google reviews. Yeah, that was my next point uh, yeah. for sure. The Google, like once you have those citations, work on reviews, something that like from our friends at uh, White Pine there, I bring my bike in there every weekend and either I'm buying something or just asking them to look at something and when I leave, the first time they helped me out, I tried to give them some money and they're like, no, it's like, not worth our time like it's we're glad to help you out yeah what we ask is just leave a review on google takes five minutes tops five minutes tops great strategy to get reviews get those five stars on google or yelp or whatever is important to your like whatever the relevant uh, directory is for your business and the more reviews you have the the more you're gonna get boost up those listings or lists so I think an easy way to do it too and I've never seen this is at point of sale if you had a contest that said hey enter uh, Google my business review right now and you're entered in to win a draw to win whatever product it is that you produce so you can be a little more intentional about it too if you really want to stack those reviews stack that cheese as they say yeah get, get, them, cre get creative, get creative. With it. i got a few maybe i'll run those do you, do you have uh, a few more we'll kick it back and forth here a little bit yeah for sure so one of the things that, and i actually had a conversation with you this was months back mikey but uh that being local look for the opportunities to be local beyond just your label so what that means is paying attention to like where your materials are from where the packaging is happening all that sort of stuff because for those people that really care that it's local, they want the full story, the full experience of where the product or service is coming from. And the more that you can manufacture it and the more you can prove that it's local from start to finish, the more appealing it will be. Secondly, I have clustering with others. 
So I think a good way, and this is more of a sales strategy, is most consumers that enjoy buying local things will go to events where they know there's a lot of local producers. So be a part of those local events where you cluster with other local businesses and you're going to then be in front of a consumer that has that ideal and that aspiration to buy local and it allows you to just draw a bigger crowd. Yeah, that was on my list. It was under don'ts because I think the novelty of just putting local area or insert city here kind of for you're saying for that first point for that first point. Yeah, the novelty of just putting WPG on something and and having it sourced from wherever American Peril shirt and you're just kind of putting a tag on a tag on it it's like people care a little bit more in in our city now when you source things that are made within winnipeg so like uh kind of a collaboration with another company that's actually making the goods here so like there's a company here that makes hats like uh five panel hats i think that's what they're called yep and there's a company here that makes leather goods like if you partner with those companies it's actually sourced here or people that actually make their own clothes. Like people that care about local care about kind of start the whole product life cycle, the whole um, supply chain. There are the consumers that want just the WPG on things, but when you're thinking about branding, when you're thinking about the storytelling, either make sure the story is fantastic and it's deeply, has deep meaning into the, our city, or collaborate with people that are making things here. I think that's very important. I think you need both. That's even better, but. <laughs> yeah. If you want to source things like get the, because it's hard to start out a business, right? If you want to source like the shirts from wherever, because they fit nicer than something that you make yourself or something, it's very difficult, then make sure the branding and design is something unique and on point. Related to uh, storytelling might be, I think, and this doesn't apply to all local producers, but if you can partner with local ambassadors, if there's a fit for that. So if you have a very social personality and influential person that is local, having them advocate for your product is a good play. Doesn't necessarily fit for every type of product or service, but uh, I'm a big believer obviously in the testimonial play and the influencer play. So identifying who you know can rock your brand and get it out to the people. Yeah, musicians are pretty good for that depending on yeah. your brand. One shout out that I will say I just purchased a pair of silver jeans and silver jeans are known for their e-commerce across the states. Like they're local, they're made here, mm -hmm. but there's never been a play where it's like, oh yeah, like I buy silver jeans because I'm from Winnipeg and I support, like that has never been in the back of my mind. But what they did is they actually created a separate line that's not even sold online. And each pair of jeans is named after something in Winnipeg. It's like more of a local play and it's made here. And I picked up a pair of these jeans there phenomenal nice. so if you see them around I'd, I'd looked for them online i can't even find them to buy, buy another pair but if you find them in one of the stores here i know the buzz is out there i uh, i've definitely heard of them i haven't checked them out but uh yes, they're nice i you know i've been in levi's for like the last five years so my levi's five tens cool thank you mikey do's and don'ts we got them covered next topic here i wanted to get into uh this just stemmed from some client work i did recently a lot of bigger companies that are joining trade shows need to have a giveaway because obviously people go and they suit different vendors and there's often giveaways and honestly i think a lot of people attend because there's some giveaways 
and they go around to and hop from place to place and learn some stories, try some new things, and obviously take away these giveaways. So I think there's a big opportunity for companies to just put a little more effort into it and a little more money, to be frank, to create something that will resonate a little more with their audience. So I came up with just five keys and, and I'll, I'll roll through all five here and uh, you can you can let me know what you think, Mikey. So number one, have something that's useful. You know what I mean? Like it's something as simple as a keychain. a lot of people have, it's not really that disruptive. You know, if, if there's a likelihood that it's gonna get thrown out within a day or two, don't do it. Invest in something that's actually going to have some more long-term use to it. Related to number two, which is, yes, have something that is deemed valuable and will be held onto by the customer. Number three, have something that demonstrates your company's purpose. If I am a jean company, for example, giving away a eraser, like a branded eraser or something, doesn't necessarily, there's not a fit. So what within a denim company might work? I don't have that answer for you right now, but like what is something that's more related to your service that can tell a bit more about your story? What is that thing? Number five related to that is if it's interactive, all the better. Like if you can actually like play around with it, if it's more engaging, that's awesome. And five, have it be cost effective if you can achieve all of that. So. Just to reiterate, useful, held onto by the customer, demonstrates your company purpose, it's interactive, and last, of course, but not least, is cost-effective. Because there's some ideas that you can come up with that don't necessarily have to break the bank. Yeah, that's true, as long as it fits your brand. Definitely agree with those points. You see some of these trade shows or even some like career fairs. I was going to some event, it wasn't a trade show, but I was, getting the backseat of a car of a med school student right after they were like picking their school or something. And they had just like all of this swag in the back of their backseat, like mugs or like erasers or pens or, or like lanyards or whatever it was. And I was pretty much just sitting there like, I was like, can I have this? And he's like, yeah, can I have this? Can I, I, was, I was taking it. What is it? This has nothing to do with me. But I was getting all this free, all these free goods of things that were supposed to resonate with him. And then, yeah, I just like, I hear you. It doesn't man. matter. Like, people just. I hear you. And all it takes, honestly, is uh, just some thinking power instead of going right to, you know, foreign print and searching water bottles. Like, just think a bit more about what is your brand purpose? What is something innovative that we could do? That would be fun. So, with that, last thing I wanted to uh, chat about before we get into the best and worst ads of the week. And it's related because it, uh, I'm sure people have seen the ads, but Mikey, I wanted to get your opinion on the new Lululemon marketing strategy here, or what my opinion is of the new Lululemon marketing strategy, because I think it's pretty brilliant. So at their core, they are a yoga and running brand, okay? But a lot of their products can service people in a lot of different arenas, that being mixed martial arts, it could be hockey athletes, it could be skiers, it could be a variety of different people that are living an active life. But historically, they've really strayed away from directly appealing to a lot of these groups. For example, they pulled some of their golf attire because they were worried that, you know, this isn't, we're getting, we're, we're not necessarily servicing who we are targeting, which is, again, coming back to yoga and running. So what they did in their newest campaign is have a campaign titled, This is Yoga. 
And essentially what it does is it showcases people in a lot of different scenarios, such as surfing, breakdancing, artists, like actually, you know, painting or doing whatever. And it's titled, This is Yoga, which is true because there's meditative aspects and yoga and, and the positive things that you get from it. You can get it in a lot of different ways. Me personally, like if I'm taking a few jump shots on an empty court, I find that very meditative and that could be my yoga. So for me, this is a great strategy because it allows them to stick to their core, which is yoga, but then appeal to all of these different unique audiences without pissing off, to be frank, their yoga and running enthusiasts. It's a very like creative way of expanding their audience and ultimately just opening up sales into more of these these markets. Yeah, I I respect brands that do like two to three things like right and that's their thing. And that's kind of how what they've been protecting by pulling the golf attire or uh, whatever else. Like they they want you to, they're known as this, like this is what they are. And yeah, they have other uses for their brand, but this is their course. So this campaign I think is just genius. Um, and also just Lulu, because their, their core is this, their clothes speak for themselves. Like when you wear them, you know what you can do in them. So like I, my yoga is like when I worked downtown, I'd bike to work every day. And that was actually the most like relaxing thing. Kind of let me it's think about the example. day. And usually you'd be like, well, I'm not going to bike to work because I don't have like, I'd have to wear gym clothes and then I'd have to like maybe shower when I get to work. But those clothes allowed you to bike to work comfortably and actually wear dresser sure. clothes to work. So yeah, things like that. I don't know. You can also just think of like if they wanted to spin off, they could get into so many different realms like i could see skateboarders just i'm a big skateboarder skateboarding video fan i was never a skateboarder i just love the the culture and like the the the, the brands and everything like that but like in terms of performance like they wear tight skinny jeans they can still wear tight skinny jeans and like have so much more flexibility yeah absolutely you have a quality product and then uh, a great strategy and i think this will bode very well for them so I say bravo to the uh, the Lulu team in strategically figuring out how they're gonna expand into uh, new audiences and yeah, getting some great creative to go with that. So we'll uh, we'll put that on the the old blog, tweet that out for the listeners. And yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Speaking of creative, the best and worst ads. So Mikey, I uh, I picked an ad from about I think it was produced a few years ago actually, but it is still running. It's called Bring Back Wildhood. And uh, just teeing this up for the listeners, what this is doing and why I, uh, or I'll explain why I like it after, but uh, it, it's for an RV company and it's titled uh, Bring Back Our Wildhood. Here you go. Kids want their wildhoods back. They want to play, not have play dates. They want to get dirty, not sanitized. They want you to trade your helicopter for an RV, your parenting books for a fishing rod. They want to wander, be left alone for more than five minutes. They want to sleep in a bunk, stare at the stars past their bedtime. They want to eat with their hands, eat from a stick, visit their neighbor without a chaperone. They want to run, skip, and roam free. Let's give them back what they are truly missing. Let's give them back their wildhoods. Go RVing.ca. 
Mikey, I really like this ad because it is not product attribute focused, which it very easily could be. There's a lot of different specs I'm sure you could talk about when talking about how awesome RVs are. But what I like is it's very aspirational in terms of appealing to, you know, the things that I look back that are beneficial in my childhood, being in the outdoors, being camping, doing some of that stuff and protecting that and supporting that, which can be lost, you know, in kind of the, the modern day life, right? Getting out there and uh, being tech free and, and doing some of the uh, the wildhood stuff. So me, this is this is an absolute home run. I'm giving it a, a five out of five. And yeah, it's pretty motivating. It makes me want to uh, get out in the wild. Yeah, it definitely leverages memories and tells a good story. And it isn't product focused. And that's what concerned me at first when I first saw it. But then when you go to the website, that's what impressed me actually. It, displays exactly what it wants you to do and like it yeah you go to goRVing.ca and it, it lays it all right right out for you so I was impressed by the fact that they backed it up with something that was useful and explained their product so I'd give that uh, commercial just because it was it's a good story I'll give it five out of five yeah that's uh, it's a banger I didn't like the worm but uh, I don't mess with worms but yeah it's it's well done so we're gonna get that on the uh, on the blog check it out for yourself it's uh, it's definitely good stuff Mikey you had a pick for the uh, the worm worst out of the week you want to yeah so NHL playoffs has been uh just I mean it's going on been going on for a couple months now and I guess only recently I I've recalled seeing this commercial like probably 20 30 times and I only paid attention to what it was like this week or something and it is the NHL's promotion for people to watch the playoffs and uh well we'll take it <laughs> <laughs> let's there let's jump let's jump into it yeah. Oh God, I don't know if I can see the like. <laughs> L E M C R O K E O. Got some legends on the screen right now. Bobby Hall, Mary Lemieux, Brett Hall. You really see Crosby. S S G R. What are they doing? They're just saying letters. U R K E R O. Y this is a very white Just suits too. They, they don't look yeah, casual. They don't look casual at all. T O E W S P. I like my boy Johnny Caves though. Oh, it's Lanny's in it. O R R. Every letter is earned. NHL Stanley Cup Finals. So. I, like, you have, again, we just watched a commercial that leverages memories by putting you in a space and making you recall, like, where you were and when you were camping, when you were a kid, and, like, it, it puts you in that moment and you, you have yep. uh, some, yeah, some recollection and, and tie to what it was. I feel like this commercial tries to do that just by, like, getting a bunch of, like, famous hockey players and they think that 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 will do it itself but there's no story no i man i i totally hear you for me the 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 miss is why 
people love hockey is because it's such a, a team game. And when you get down, I didn't like that it just went down to the individual, like getting the name engraved on the cup because I don't know, I would be branding the NHL more as like, that's what's cool about it is that it's such a team driven game. And there's like moments of embracing teammates that you can capture and like just the, and the whole letter thing is so disengaging. Yeah, you get like, bored yeah, like you get two bored seconds in. Yeah, like you don't want to hear people in a spelling bee contest when they're talking about NHL playoffs. You just get confused. I've turned down that commercial because it's annoying. That's why I never watch it because I'd like turn, I'd either switch to another channel or like turn it down. What was the what was the campaign you liked from the NHL a little while back? Yeah, which like was that's... Si- Which was similar to what the NBA did. I can't remember. It was like something about the moments, but. Yeah, it was like they took like, because you have your memories, you have like, you remember when this team won the cup, when this team, when this person won the cup yeah, for the absolutely. first time, and they're whole, they're about to get the Stanley Cup, or they're about to get interviewed, and speechless, really. and like there are, there are no words. There's no words, and yeah, like that was, that that was that like because you remember those speeches, and you get chills when you when you see uh, whoever it was, Solani or whoever, winning the cup for the first time. And they're just like, I, I can't talk, and like you yeah, just get pumped because you can't wait till this person or this person or this person like wins the Stanley Cup this year and you're getting pumped for the finals. So that was an amazing ad. This one, either they cut the budget or they <laughs> spent all the budget on. I think this would have borderline cost more because you're just <clears throat> reusing clips and doing the, uh, there are no words in this obviously required to shoot. In any event, yeah, not not our favorite. I'm gonna, I gotta give this like a one on five. Yeah, it's a it's a one on five for me too. Yeah, it's... not uh, not into it. Well, let's uh, let's close out here, Mikey. We got ourselves an NHL final matchup and an NBA final matchup uh, that was just declared yesterday in terms of what teams will be in the final. So, firstly, and obviously this will be airing in a couple weeks, so it'll be inter- it's interesting to look back. But Mike, what are your picks? Let's start with uh, NHL first. You got Pens and you got Preds. Yeah, you know my pick. Nashville, like small market team, players that haven't won the cup before. I, I don't want. Um, I don't want to know like who you want to win though. I want to know who you think will win. No, I think Nashville's gonna win. That fan base, that that fan base, like they need, they want a cup. These players are hungry. I, don't know, I just think they're gonna win it. They've and how many? Ga- well, I give me how many games? Nashville and how many games? I think six again. Preds and six. You heard it here first from Mikey B. I'm going to go Pens and seven. And Crosby gets another one. Yeah. Well, it's, the, it's pretty easy for you to say that. <laughs> hey, I'm just uh, telling it like it is. I bet you're going to pick uh, Golden State, too. I am going to pick. Let's Best jump into the, the, the NBA. I will pick the Warriors in six. Okay. I'm going the Warriors in six. Hey, I'll be interested if the LeBrons win another one against the Super Team Warriors. You know, it'll be very interesting, and I'd look forward to all the different debates about who's better, Michael or LeBron, that will obviously happen if he does win this year. So I enjoy that banter. So, yeah, either way, it's kind of a win-win, but I truly think, like, G-State looks unstoppable right now, and they haven't lost in the playoffs yet. Yeah. um, So this is who we think will win, eh? Yeah. Warriors in six. Stewie boy. So Stu won't ever say this on here, but he hates LeBron James. Um, I do not hate LeBron James. That. I don't like LeBron's personality often. I do think he's the greatest player in the league. Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, so now he said it. And uh, I'll take – it's tough. I, I know who I want to win. I want LBJ to win. But that's super team. I think it'll be – 
I'm going to go Golden State in six, too. G State in six. Uh, well, we agree on something. One thing I will say about the whole LBGA thing, and and just what your I'd be curious what your take is on this. It's been enjoying to be a LeBron hater over time because he has evolved and the way he has evolved I actually like more and more because I find that he's especially this playoffs he's a lot more authentic with not just he just seems more himself at all times. You know what I mean? Like he seems more authentic. Like he just he's he he knows what the right thing is to say, but he just like. He's not like trying too hard and being crafted with what he's saying, and I, I it's been a a joy to to see him. And I also like what he had to say about the like why in other leagues they don't compare who's the greatest of all time, but in the NBA it's always such a debate. And he actually had a, a pretty good bit about that. So I mean, it's going to be awesome. I hope I hope it goes seven games. That's that's it. I want. I want yeah, seven I want, games. I want seven games. I want LeBron to win another one. You'd have to, yeah, if it's seven games, you have to win on the road too. On so. KD to feel the pain. Anyway, what I will comment on is uh, you guys let us know what you think. Get at us, as always, on the at Tweets by Sherpa Twitter handle there. Mikey, what is your Twitter handle? Who's that, Mike B? I am Stu Said It. Thanks for uh, joining us, and we'll uh, holler at you in a couple of weeks.